she didn't see me, obviously. But <laughs> so like, <laughs> you see a bunch of really funny. <laughs> A vibrator Funny being thing. stuck in your butt, <laughs> and that paramedic is sitting there going, "Oh wait, shit!" Yeah, that's good. I can change that post edit. Tech man Brant. Okay. Tech man Brant, bro. Doing it all <laughs> from scratch. Dude, I'm trying. White noise is the uh, the end of me, bro. There's always a little bit somewhere. That's fair. I'm uh, not very meticulous, so I <laughs> probably would have ignored it the whole time. Oh, gotcha. But... Yeah. No, right. I can definitely. I was editing a podcast yesterday and while I edited it, edited it, it was, uh, I had these on, it sounded, I could hear all the imperfections of it. Mm -hmm. My, I'm trying to be less perfect, like not saying yeah. I am perfect, but like, you know how people like are always reaching for better and better. Yeah. People that like perfectionism stop them kind of thing. Yeah. So, and like, I feel like the career you're in, it's hard to try and be perfect. So I think it depends. Um, I am very particular with what I do. So uh, I, I work as a firefighter and a paramedic. I've been doing that for a bit. But um, like when I'm working, I'm very meticulous. But when it comes okay. to like social media stuff, I'm much less, especially uh, when it comes to like TikTok stuff. Uh, like it's more yeah. of like you obviously don't want to post like bad stuff. Mm. Uh, but it, like it just has to reach like a middle threshold and then I'll be willing to post it because it's see. more about like consistency. Something like YouTube, uh, I think is much more like has to be perfect to yes. hold the viewership kind of thing. No, for sure. TikTok is very interesting. Um, I feel like it, it's, and uh, people are going to hate me for saying this. I feel like it's better than Vine. Not ah. saying there's Vine gems. Of course, there will always be those Vine gems, those video, seven second videos that are amazing. But I feel like TikTok has made it to where everybody can create these videos, not just like the top 1% of people. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I'm biased. So I, I was too young to be part of the Vine like age. Like obviously I saw it, but I didn't realize how big it was till after. But TikTok is like, huge it's the biggest social media right now it's the easiest yeah. platform to grow on um and it, it, that's good and bad what you're saying about comparing it to vine because i feel like to be good at vine you had to be more creative and tiktok you can kind of almost like get away with not being creative because you have all these filters and uh there's yeah. like a game to play so uh it, it it's viewership is the easiest to get but it's also the hardest to like grow into something else like with other people they like instagram it's really easy to get people over to like youtube or like a website kind of True. thing tiktok you you can't do that as well so because yeah. people just keep scrolling you know mm -hmm. yeah they'll follow you but they won't like click on your account sometimes uh, but it's super adhd like you have these like five ten second yes. like 15 second videos and mm -hmm. so people don't go on tiktok for like ad time is super low uh and, and that's why like revenue off tiktok is super low so that's something i'm realizing with the the clips that i take from the podcast is that if it's not uh if i don't say something awesome or fun right off the bat the clip is gonna like yeah it's just gonna take the view duration goes down by like 80 percent unless right when it starts it's like you did what to her? Or what happened with him? And then, yeah. you know, you got you got to grab him, dude. Yeah, the 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 hook is important. Uh, yeah. But listen, I've got TikTok down to a science, right? Uh, oh, even though shit. I'm new, I got it. I got it. Ready? I got a, a three step thing. Okay. Three step list to go on TikTok. You're gonna love this. Okay. I love this. So, uh, the first thing is what we were talking about right before we started this. You just need to post consistently. So, like, there are days 
where I need to post and uh, I don't have anything like great by any means. And I just post like almost like a shit post. Like I just put it out there and it will do okay. Uh, the second thing is you have to have like a, uh, a an audience you're aiming for, right? So if you're just mm. putting out like like uh, following trends, like just like following a trend, unless like you're an extremely hot person, you're not gonna oh, do yeah. really well. Because uh, that's a niche, just being hot. Yeah, hot I mean, I, I'm not gonna compete in that. So uh, you have to have that niche. Um, and actually, going back to number one. Uh, like that middle tier thing, like you obviously don't want it to be terrible, but just have it like be okay. Um, have a community uh, or, or, or your niche that you're aiming for. Mm -hmm. And then um, just being very engaged with people who, who comment on your stuff. And so okay. between those three things, uh, you should be fine, honestly. Mm. Um, I'm lucky because my niche, like firefighting, firefighting comedy, like paramedic comedy, uh, super undersaturated because everybody is one, afraid to get roasted. Uh, any niche you're in, you're going to get roasted. For sure. Uh, <laughs> Social media is a mean place sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> I've realized I actually didn't know how I was going to handle hate uh, starting this, but uh, it's gone great, actually. Yeah. I've had, it, it, it's interesting to me because I put out videos where I didn't think they were controversial at all. And people find ways to... I mean, people get offended by all different things. It's weird. Yeah, it, it's interesting. So I have a post right now that has uh, 1.4 million views. It's like my my first one to pop off, right? Nice. And uh, there are so many people like actually upsetting me about it, and it was yeah. a complete, Which complete one? joke. I'm gonna look. Uh, I'm gonna find it right now. Yeah. What's the What's the 1.5 million view one? Uh, so it, it's one of the first ones I posted. It's uh, it has to do with. Um, uh, wa walking in, so so nine one one, you get dispatched to like what are called unknown medicals sometimes, where they don't know exactly what's going on, so they send you to like check out, make sure everything's okay, and it can be like an emergency. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't want to give the thing completely. I see, yeah, all right, let's see. Let me get some audio on this. It's a relapse. When your unknown medical turns out to be a psych emergency. <laughs> I just love the sound choice on this. Um, so it was funny because uh, uh, my original video idea, so uh, mind you, so I was three days into starting TikTok at that point. I had like maybe a hundred followers when I posted that. And uh, like, I, I had no idea how well it was going to do. My, I, I told my friend, my partner, that I was working with that day, I told him about it. And he was like, oh, like, I actually have a better audio for this. Like, listen to it. I was like, oh my God, that's so good. So we just did it. And I remember that video started and overnight it hit a thousand views. And I was like, yeah. oh my <laughs> this God, is this is insane. David and Dobrik, where are you I at? I know, I was so excited to hit a thousand views. And then it became like, oh, Maybe I'll hit a thousand likes. Like maybe I'll hit like five thousand views, ten thousand views, and yeah. then then I was like, oh, it'll die out at like a hundred thousand views, which is I I mean I was so happy with that, and it just kept going and kept going, and so uh, it's crazy. That's a lot of people. One point four million people want to watch a video of you. That's a lot of human <laughs> beings. You've never like none of us even know. Personally, 1.4 million people. It's impossible. Yeah. I can't do it. Yeah, the analytics behind it are interesting because it'll give you watch time. And that video is 11 seconds. 
and it'll give you complete watch time of everyone that's watched it. Mm -hmm. And it's now almost one year. So if you were to sit down and watch that video nonstop, it would take you a year to watch it as much as everybody else has, Damn. which is crazy. But um, better get started. Yeah, that right now. Tick that's why I'm saying TikTok is like the social media to like start yeah. out on because it's easy to grow. But um, I started. I I have a friend who got me into uh, TikTok, and she was doing really well. I watched her hit ten thousand, and within the next three months, she grew to fifty thousand, and she was making a lot right. of like side money off uh, like brand deals kind of thing. Cool. And so I was like, oh man, like I could try that, right? So I told myself I was gonna post every day for 30 days and uh i i wanted to hit 500 followers that's it and so I, i'm just over the 30 days uh I, i'm at like day 35 or it? something you post it every day yeah i posted it every day i think i missed one day nice. but i i've i have a lot of days i posted like two or three um and i ended up hitting uh 12 000 followers so uh like a 25 like uh, like a 25 times more than what I thought I was aiming for. Yeah. So yeah, no, it was awesome. <laughs> Is it uh what where do you want to take it now? Now that you have generated this amount of people within your niche, what are you thinking about the future? Like do you want to do something with yeah, that? Keep no, making so, short videos. So uh, so business-wise, there's a lot of ways you can go with it, but it's kind of hard cuz in the grand scheme of things, uh 10,000 on TikTok isn't that much, right? Mm -hmm. But I enjoy what I'm doing, so I'm gonna keep going. I eventually want to pivot to YouTube, and so stay within I, the niche, or just pivot to YouTube. That's and a do good thing. That's a good question. Because you and, and, work out, you know, you oh, do a lot of different things. Like I'm not, I'm not working out like I used to, just because yeah. of sheer, sheer busyness. Uh, 48 or 24, 48. That's your schedule. See, see, that's the easy part though. So like I, I have, is that good? Do you like the 24? I love the 24, 48. It's just I, like, I do a lot outside of it. So mm -hmm. I work 24 hours and then I get off that 48. I'm uh, enrolled full-time at UCF. I'm part-time at UF doing a critical care class. Uh, and then oh. I have my second job, which I still work on in ambulance part-time. Uh, and then up until like very recently, I had a research internship that I was still doing, but I backed off that just because I want to make sure that, mm -hmm. you know, I'm still getting my school done. But like uh, pre-med content, so like people who are trying to go to school to be a doctor is, is like huge on YouTube, but it's very hard it to is. get into. And so I, I could pivot towards something like that because like how many pre-meds like, or like have a, a, a legit job taking care of people? Right. Kind of thing. I think a lot of them have been students for their, it's uh, honestly very weird to me to know that there's been doctors that are, uh, I, I guess, uh, students who are in like school for five years. And then as soon as they finish, they do a residency and they've never done, I guess they've done cl plenty of clinicals. But, yeah, yeah. Just like in school, like your first time, like talking to a patient is like when you've gone through all this knowledge. So you're going from book world to real world. Right. O P Q R S T. Oh, yeah. I, I forgot you did that. Yeah. Yeah. EMT brand. EMT brand. I did EMT. Uh, I did it just to test the waters and see if the medical field would be anything that I liked at all. Yeah. So I don't want to jump into four years of nursing and then get out and be like, oh, I hate this shit. <laughs> yeah, like, God. God, save me, please. No, but I did EMT and wow, it, it was like everybody in there was family. I went on clinicals. All the nurses were fun. All the EMT paramedics were fun. Like, yeah. you know, we would work out at the fire station and then we get a call. They would send me in. <laughs> there was a uh, call. Uh -huh. This was my second clinical. Um, 
And I started my clinicals as early as I could. So mm -hmm. I didn't go through all the book work yet. Yeah. But, you know, I was trying my best. I decided I wanted to be hands on. I wanted people to think that I was trying my best and like I would jump to it before they did. Uh huh. Um, Cause I feel like that's a lot of first responder care is kind of just being confident and, and doing, doing the it. best you can. Um, but there was a, there was a second story and this was a poor side of Gainesville, Florida, okay. right next to UF. Uh huh. Um, I, this was the first call I went on with this, uh, crew with this paramedic and EMT. Uh -huh. And he's like, all right, go up there. Let me know what you get. And I'm like, are you serious? Like I'm a EMT student badge. And like, I walk up there I'm like, Hey, how, how's everything going? I'm Brant. What seems to be the issue? This, that go through the whole scheme. Yeah, you know? like trying. And I came down and he's like, what'd you get? And he's I like, told him and he's like, ah, and then he walked up there and he's like, I'll do it myself. Uh, like yeah. Thanos. Yeah. I mean, I remember like when you're new to like, like, so EMT, I mean, the pay is terrible. Like the, yes. but the job itself is so much fun. Like the things you get to experience as an EMT are awesome. Mm -hmm. But I remember showing up on scene of a nine one one call, having no idea what what needs to happen, no clue. Like, yeah. like my my medic would be like, "Oh, could you grab me this?" I'd be like, "Oh, okay, something to do." Like I know what to do here, yeah. right? But uh, like as you go on, you get more used to it, and then to think like, like I'm the one to run this call now. Like as a, as a paramedic, like this person's yeah. life is actually in my hands. If it's an actual emergency, which is like one out of every 20 calls, it's yeah. like this person's life is actually in my hand. It is. yeah. And uh, man, what a cool experience. Do you, uh, so when you have that thought, is it kind of like imposter syndrome kind of pops up or now that uh, you've been doing it for so long, have you lost that? When, when you're brand new. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. When you're brand new. So, so you go through your so six months of EMT, your year paramedic, mm -hmm. and then you have to go on provisionals where like there's a lieutenant over your shoulder who watches everything you do. And you're, even though you're the one making the decision, it doesn't feel like your decision because that person could step in if you're about to, to like do some right. harm. But then, then you clear, like you test out under like a panel of doctors. They like, all right, like we think you're good. You're, you're good to go. And then you run your first call as a paramedic and uh, you, you get in the back of the ambulance and those doors close behind you and it's just you and the patient. And yep. there is literally no one to tell you what to do and what not to do. I'll never forget that. <laughs> like, I'll never forget my first like critical call where it's just me and someone who's like circling the drain. It's like, wow, this is actually on yeah. me. First, first call as a paramedic alone, you, uh, have to like intubate and yeah like could you imagine uh, that'd be yeah. so scary uh, i i had so many crazy calls when i was testing to be out on my own that i felt okay when i got out on my own good thing. Awesome. yeah so i'm glad i had that person over my shoulder for that did you uh were you able to like do intubation and do ios and and those like als type of things before you got into being a paramedic alone or so, during school were you able um, to test so I had I had some good stuff in school but there's there's no way when you're going through school that you're going to be able to do every all, like all the skills we learn because there's mm -hmm. so much like paramedic you're like you're the one that shocks them like you you do rhythm recognition you read the 12 lead identify strokes intubation mm -hmm. ios uh crikes where you like cut the the hole in there oh, yep. and so there's no way you can cover all that. So there's stuff that you're going to do for the first time on a patient, like uh, not on a mannequin. And that's right. that's when you clench your butt cheeks a little bit more. You're like, mm. 
training, please. Yeah. Please Step one, this. scene safety. <laughs> yeah, it's... Step two, no. Um, but I'll, I'll never forget. It, like, it, it's kind of sad to me because I know within the next couple of years, like, I'm going to be done with 911 forever. And so I'm really in the, like, part of my career where I'm cherishing it because I'm, I'm getting close to the end of my school. And... um. Oh, what was I saying? Is uh, so you're doing pre med. Yes. Um, and you're cherishing these moments. Do you ever have burnout with nine one one? Not anymore. Not when anymore. you work on the ambulance, yes, because the ambulances uh around here are just over overran, way overworked. But at a fire department, yeah. it's much much easier. I run maybe like seven calls in twenty four hours. Nice. So that that's super manageable. But when you're on the ambulance, you're up all night. Like you have to bring them to the hospital, and sometimes Transfer you're stuck on the care. walls right now. And okay. Because I mean, hospitals are just clogged up. So, Man. yeah, I mean, it's an interesting experience. I'm, I, it's sad to me that that's gonna come to an end soon enough. Like with my school, like coming to a close. I just, uh, I mean, I'm enjoying yeah. it. It's not easy stuff, and that's what that's what makes it. Uh, that's why I've grown a passion for the medical field is because it feels like you're doing like it as a cashier you don't have that sense of worth uh-huh of course you know if you're a cashier good for you yeah. but medical field you have so much worth uh-huh. and you feel important and people appreciate you like mm-hmm. um you know if you walk in somewhere with your uniform on i'm sure people are all the time like you know smiling and just yeah. nod at you you know it's it's do you it, feel like a celebrity when you walk into like a firehouse not, subs? A, not a celebrity but like <laughs> people will be like thank you for your service and and to me, it, it's strange because I don't think I'm doing a service. Like right. for me, like it's a job, but I enjoy my job. I love like the chances I do get to help people. But like 90, 98% of the time, what, I, what I'm doing is like, you know, like here, let me help you off the floor. Like, oh, you've been sick for the past week. Like, let me give you some medicine for the, yeah. the nausea and give you some fluid. But there's like 2% where we like either actually get to go in and fight a fire or uh, we have like a legitimately critical medical call. And those are the ones where like, I mean, even then I love my job. So I, I it doesn't feel like I'm, I'm, it's service. Like they're like, thank you for your service. It yeah. doesn't feel like service. I just enjoy it. Also there, I mean, I don't know if I've ever actually felt in danger doing my job. Like I know people consider firefighting like a dangerous job, but if you know what you're doing when it comes to fire, it feels pretty predictable with police. It's different. I know. uh, And I mean this, or I know firefighters get really happy when they finally do get that fire or fire call. Is that what you call it? There should be a word for it. Yeah. Like, like a structure fire, structure fire. Yeah. And they're always like, yes, finally, like (laughs) let's do something. I know. Cause like 80% of our training goes straight to training for fires, but we were on, like two fires a year. So when you get those two fires, it's like, this is what we've been training for. I had yeah. that day f- four days ago. No it way. Was awesome. Was there a fire? Yeah, there was a there was a fire at a, a local barbecue place. And it was contained actually initially to a smoker. And when it when they opened the smoker, because it was so deprived of oxygen, it just came barreling out, like yep. literally almost like an explosion out. And for that one moment, it was it was probably as far from like me to you, maybe a little closer. For that one moment, I was like, "This is it. This is what <laughs> I trained for." And then, uh, and, and, I mean, I didn't feel heat in that moment, even though I probably could if I was like cognizant of it. Mm-hmm. But like my adrenaline was just like rushing. Like this is it. I had the nozzle because I'm the newbie. Like, 
it was just cool, cool, cool experience. Uh, oil fires are scary to me. Like when I used to work at Chick Fil A, we we'd you know oh, have two separate, yeah, fire extinguishers. We'd have two separate ones, and one uh -huh. would be for an oil fire, one would be for a, you know a normal fire. Uh huh. Just oil fire just sounds scary. Yeah, something I involving mean, oil. Like yeah, what, what's scary about them is that if you spray them with the wrong thing, they spread faster because yeah. <laughs> like water doesn't put them out, so no. they just spread. So it's like oh man, yeah, that's scary. Yeah. Do you enjoy, so you definitely enjoy being on the fire side of things more than on the actual ambulance. Yes. So just for people who aren't really into first responder type stuff, firefighters are usually the first on scene, correct? Or at least try to be, and then transfer it to the ambulance. Yeah. ALS. So, so in old, older days, like firefighters didn't do anything medical. It actually kind of got dumped on firefighters when hospitals left like the emergency medical like system and they were like oh firefighters have a lot of free time like they should learn medical stuff and so because of that now fire departments are much more saturated than ambulances and just because there are more of them they're more spread out and they're able right. to get to calls earlier also ambulances have more time transporting and there's less of them so most of the time as a firefighter you'll get on scene before the ambulance and you get to do like the you're the you're the first person to an emergency, so there's mm -hmm. a lot of stuff that needs to happen, and uh, I mean there's a learning curve there. Yeah. What's uh, what's your favorite subject involving schooling with anything medical, and then what's like the worst subject for for you personally? Ooh, um, that's a good question. So, uh, I I find anything neuro, uh, brain stuff super interesting. I'm actually a neuroscience major at UCF, so uh, go Knights. Uh, and then uh, anything, plug. anything, yeah, anything cardiology, I also love uh, just because it's what we learned the most of in medic school. It's one of the only things we learned to a level that's like similar, not quite to medical school, but like similar. Like we learn mm. a lot more of it than nurses do. Um, and everything else, nurses learn a lot more. So I embrace that because it's one of the things where you can legitimately make a difference and you feel really smart doing it. Mm -hmm. So that's really it. And then worst subjects, um, anything hormone related, like endocrine, very yeah. boring. Anything, um, I mean. Lymphatic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> any, so so me boring. personally, I don't like anything involving delivering babies. I've mm. delivered one baby in, in four years as a medic or six years in the field. Um, very messy and the mom didn't even name the, the kid after me and i tried <laughs> i was like i was like sean would be a beautiful name and she's like sean would be such an ugly girl name i was like oh shauna she's like absolutely not <laughs> I, like, I did try shauna. i did uh, I, I always made that joke but uh I did try <laughs> i'm always afraid of like say uh at least when i was studying emt i'm like mm -hmm. okay when I'm on the ambulance or at a home birth and I have to deliver a baby, I'm like, I could just imagine just seeing the feet pop out or something and be like, oh no, yeah. complication. Cause they're supposed, people who don't know, they're supposed to crown, the head's supposed to come out first. That's how it's supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. If anything else happens, you have to like rush into the hospital cause either a C-section or they're going to figure it out some way or preeclampsia, all that stuff is just scary to me. Yeah. Cause you never know. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. And, and you don't find out until it's happening. You don't find right. out until it's too late. And so, yeah, that's my other big thing with, with like delivering babies. Like we have stuff to do it, but if something goes wrong, we only have so much stuff we right. can do. And so and do surgery uh, on the road, you know, you can't 
No, yeah. Do that. Um, for HIPAA purposes, this is uh, a total story. Fictional. But but the the baby that I didn't deliver, uh, the yeah. the lady when she went into labor, her water broke. And instead of calling 911, she had breakfast with her family. Then she wanted to do her makeup. And then she, um, her, her favorite movie came on. So she wanted to watch her favorite movie. And then she finished her makeup. Then she called. So by the time, <laughs> by the time she called us, it had been like 12 hours. And like her water had broke for 12 hours. And this was like her fifth kid. I was like, oh, no. And so I tried to make it to the hospital, but we just, we didn't make it. Just slipped out. Yeah. Yeah. Real quick, like it was fast when when she told me the baby's like coming, coming. I looked down and there was like the top of a head, and yeah, that baby came quick. It came out like a little football, a little lubricated football, and so I was like, please, please. Uh, but the baby was healthy. Thank. What thank was the, the uh, theoretic? What was the process of fictionally? The uh, <laughs> the umbilical cord was it weird to like tie it and cut oh, it and stuff? Oh man! So because uh, okay. they're I, weird things. I though. have a perfect analogy. Um, you go to the gym. Resistance bands. It was just okay. like a a wet resistance band, and then you just you have to like clamp it and then cut it. And so, uh, uh, like <laughs> every time I grab a resistance band, I was like, this is pretty similar actually yeah. just like a dry version start doing jump rope with it. <laughs> it's like oh thanks yeah. i've been trying to get like a good shoulder pump in here so. <laughs> i i remember on my first day of uh school for emergency medical tech mm -hmm. we sat down and the first day you know three different teachers walked in they're great you know shout out to the santa fe crew they're all amazing at santa fe college in gainesville good school yeah great great school um and there's a police academy in the same building, uh -huh. EMT, paramedic, everything's in there. It's just an awesome crew. Uh -huh. um, he walked in and the first one goes, uh, if you're here to make money, you're in the wrong place. He's like, you will not make good money. He's like, you will be upset about your pay until you're retired. <laughs> and he's like, be, do you understand that? And then, so we were all like, oh God. And then the, the next thing he said, um, <laughs> I mean, it's if, not wrong. Yeah, he's like, if you're here to be the hero or save lives, you're not going to save lives. <laughs> and we're all sitting there like, oh my god, like, why am I here? <laughs> yeah. But they're all they were all amazing. But it was kind of like just like military type at the beginning. Yeah, like, that, I like, mean, okay, just beat it into us. We're ready. That's pretty yeah. realistic, though. I mean, the pay as an EMT. So when I started as an EMT, uh, 2015, I was getting paid. Almost minimum wage. I was literally getting paid. I think it was eight thirty one an hour. Wow! So that is actually like nothing. Twenty fifteen. Yeah, I started at Chick Fil A in twenty fifteen, making about eight thirty five an hour. Yeah. So that's that's why I was getting paid as an EMT when I uh, went up to be a medic. I got a paid paid a whole eleven eighty one. Whoa! Shoot! What a raise! That's crazy. I had a roommate working in the deli at Publix, making more money than me. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was—I mean, the pay is just terrible. Like at, at at that point, just call me a volunteer and give me an award for it, and uh, <laughs> I'll do it as a passion project. Key to but, the city. But I'm um, the pay has been getting better recently, especially with they—they've been having like mass exodus. Exodi, exoduses mm -hmm. uh over the past year with covid like like the field has just been like awful like mistreatment wise and so the pay yeah. has gotten better which is just good so mm -hmm. i just feel bad for anyone who's worked on an ambulance over the past year like 
that's rough. That's rough stuff. Yeah, the pat and you've been, you know, you've been active working this whole entire pandemic and everything, right? Mm-hmm. Actively working. Um, I yeah, I haven't stopped since. Are things going to be normal soon, or if not, I mean, you know, we've had viruses and things in the past, and not necessarily pandemics recently, but pretty big problems. Like yeah, it's hard to say. With so back in back when they had the like most recent like big uh pandemic which like i would consider like the spanish flu like back in the 1920s yeah. uh there was a lot more trust in medicine and the government so people were more willing to like get treatment slash like uh like listen to like stop like like spread of things mm-hmm. right in which now the the trust for the government is like all-time low so people don't want to listen to anything the government says which leads to like a mistrust of like like public health officials and so like i get not trusting the government like totally get it but but you should trust health professionals that's that's why i did it i i got to meet a lot of the immunologists uh who are like like uh in the process of like developing specifically the pfizer vaccine and back uh it was a while ago now, mm-hmm. like uh, probably closer to two years ago now. I guess the pandemic's not two years old, but it was up in yeah. Sanford and uh, they were just so knowledgeable about it. And they would like tell me mm-hmm. something and I'd be like, okay, I don't understand. I need you to bring that down. And they would tell me again. I'd be like, okay, like I kind of get it. And so people like that who know who spent their life studying it, I trust them. And so that's, that's why I was so quick to get mm-hmm. it. I always wonder if like immunologists and uh, people just in the field of like, I guess I don't know the other names of careers within like pandemics and stuff, but as soon as this probably rolled around, they're probably so happy. They're like, like yes, relevant. I study. Yeah. I'm relevant. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Everybody's going to ask me questions. Yeah. Now. Like they're like, everybody looked at them. They're like, God, this is so boring. Like I couldn't imagine like studying virology in medical school before a pandemic. I'd be like, why do I need to know this? I don't care. Yeah. And now I'm going to be like glued. I'm like, this is so interesting, mm-hmm. but Yeah. Dude, it's an awesome field. It is. You you have a passion for it? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> oh, I remember what I was going to say earlier. So, I'm okay. I mean, I love it, but like I'm cherishing what I'm I'm seeing now because I'm never going to see it again. Some of the stuff you see in 911 is just absolutely it's unforgettable. Different. Between like there're like funny things you see, like I had a a uh, person who was going to a birthday party dressed as a clown mm-hmm. crashed their car and go unconscious. So like I like, showed up and I was like the first person there. I opened the door. There's just a clown. Oh um, my gosh. Uh, theoretically, HIPAA. Yeah. Um, but there's anything I said. clowns. The clowns just keep coming out of the car. <laughs> theoretically. <laughs> theoretically, everything I say medical is just... just uh, uh, this, yeah. is, this is a fictional podcast. Every story that he's saying it is not real. Yeah. So I, I'm not going to specify it for the rest of it. Just assume that. Uh, I've had a girl with uh, something lost up her butt. It was like a vibrating uh, sex toy lost up her butt. And if you were dead quiet... storage. You could hear it. It was like... Gzz, gzz, gzz. I was like, oh... <laughs> Oh, she, she you could hear it. Yeah. <laughs> Did you like shine a flashlight she, and like? Oh no, absolutely not. You just I took left her to it. the hospital. It was right? just funny because when we were getting out at the hospital, they were taking her out of the back, and I was standing behind her in the back, and it was like buzzing. And I was like, bzz, 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 like <laughs> you were not just like dancing. <laughs> she didn't see me, obviously, but <laughs> so like <laughs> you see a bunch of really funny, <laughs> a vibrator funny being things. stuck in your butt, <laughs> and that paramedic is sitting there going. it was a a good time but uh you see like that stuff you also see like really sad stuff or just like really brutal stuff yeah 
murders, like suicides, like shootings, so stabbings, heart attacks. Like, and like I can say I've seen stuff that people will go their whole lives without seeing. And man, I'm gonna miss it. It's so chaotic. Yeah. And so think about it, because um, Mr. Everett, uh, one of the teachers at uh, Santa Fe, mm-hmm. he was always saying, "Remember, almost every single nine one one call you get." It's that person's worst day of their life. So when people are just being uh, just not nice people or normal people, mm-hmm. or if you can't understand how to empathize with that person, yeah. just understand if somebody has to call 911, usually it's like one of the worst days of their life thus far. Yeah. No, I, Unless I, it's a stub toe and they just want you to grab the remote. I get that. I mean, uh, my pet peeve is when people are rude to, to patients. Even if they're rude to you, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll literally just suck it up. Because we deal with them for, what, 15, 20 minutes? Like, mm-hmm. we can deal with it. It's very yeah. rare that I actually will say something to a patient. But that's mostly if they're getting, like, verbally abusive towards people. But, yeah, I mean it's one of those things you just deal with and you're also just a really nice guy so yeah. you're probably very personable patient very patient empathetic like you know i could always see i could see you definitely changing a patient's mood yeah from- it, it's actually funny because most of the time i leave a call and, and <laughs> white slate like i don't remember that call like the next day i'm like oh what did i even run yesterday like Good. i barely remember anything i ran yesterday i ran like maybe like eight calls so has there ever been uh something where you couldn't empty that cup something that you just kind of remembered for the day after or day two um, you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to no i mean I, so it, it's actually interesting so a lot of people have like ptsd in the field and and for me, I like worry that I have it and don't know it because nothing actually bothers me. Like I've seen some downright like brutal things or just like I know they're very sad, but like I don't know if I'm just like made to do medical field stuff, but like I just like it doesn't actually bother me. Like I can see it and be like, yeah, this is sad, but like Lion King, it's the sad. like sad stuff happens and sometimes like older patients like like it's their time to go normally where people struggle is like kids and younger things but like sometimes terrible things happen is how i justify it in my head and it just doesn't doesn't actually bother me bother me right i i'm i'm not one to stress out at all like even with like school like i'm almost a straight a student and like if i have a bad test i'm like like, like it might upset me for like a couple seconds, but it's like, it's over. Like, doesn't matter. Like stressing about it doesn't matter because it already happened. So you just got to move on. Just got to do better on the next one. I can definitely relate to you. I don't like to dwell on mistakes or, or bad things. I like to pick up where I left it off and then be like, do better or try harder. Mm-hmm. A lot of people get like stuck. A lot of people are mentally weak and the field that you're uh-huh. in, you can't be mentally weak. In. Yeah. No. And if you are, you'll, it, you'll, it'll your career will eventually end. Resiliency is like huge, but like not even just in the medical field, like in everything you do. So like, yep. like uh, fitness, like you, you're working out really consistently and then you, you have an off week, you like terribly, like just jump back on it. Like something like, like the, the podcast, let's say you like miss a week. You don't like, oh, I missed a week. Like, uh, like, you know, momentum's not really there. That consistency over like longevity is important to be successful. Yeah. So I think uh, I just kind of came to a realization where I always try to find motivation and things and inspiration, which mm-hmm. is awesome. And it's a very good uh, skill to harness is to find motivation and inspiration and things. But what I've realized is to be disciplined quite literally means to do something without motivation. Yeah. So say I'm not motivated to make an episode this week. 
I have to have the discipline to be like, no, I'm going to schedule the episode. I'm going to show up and I'm going to do my thing. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm not motivated, even yeah. if Don- Donda by Kanye West isn't motivating me at the moment, <laughs> I got to like suck it up. Have you listened to that? Is that good? I've listened to it. Kanye, I like him, but I have to convince myself that I like his music. <laughs> Is that weird? Like, yeah, that's me with like a lot of the, the popular artists, but they, yeah. they like grow on you. Mm-hmm. But uh, what were you saying about motivation? Um, when I'm motivated, I'm much more ratty. Like I'll do all the little things to put it together and like make it happen. When I'm not motivated, I still do the big things, but I'm just leaving out like a lot more of the details. Um, yeah. Like at the gym, instead of doing a tempo lift, you're just kind of like getting through. A I miss 10 the reps. gym. I, I see people like Dane and Larry on here, monsters, huge, bro, both of them. Huge. Absolute like beasts. Yeah. I love seeing those guys in the gym because I'm like, God, I miss being like you guys. <laughs> I would pay. I would pay to see uh, Dane and Larry just go into a cage and just. Oh, bro, that would apart, be dude. beast. I would love to see them work out. Do they? Do they know each other? I'm, I'm assuming they would. Have I'm assuming to. they do because I think when I posted the podcast with Larry, I remember Dane sliding up and be like, "No fucking way, Larry Muscle." Hell yeah. Oh yeah, they're both monsters in the gym. Yeah. I, I see them. I'm like, dang. Especially so. I don't know where Larry started. I didn't know him before he was already jacked. But Dane, I saw him when he started at the gym. At least like was pretty new to working out. That boy was small. Yeah. And now his his neck's thicker than my legs. That man is a different type of disciplined. He he told me on the podcast that he one time he was very strict to his meals, mm-hmm. and he had to go out with friends or something like that on mm-hmm. an occasion, and he didn't have time to eat his meal prep. Mm-hmm. This man takes, I think he said chicken, broccoli, and white rice, the classic meal prep, the yeah. bro, bro prep. <laughs> he puts it in a blender, blends it up, and he chugs his meal as a smoothie. Tell me that chicken, broccoli, and rice in uh, a smoothie? It's an eating disorder, <laughs> but but he's a monster. He regardless. said he's force-fed himself to the point where he's puked on multiple occasions. God, geez. Have you ever force-fed yourself? I, I mean, I've never force-fed myself. So when I started, I was I was 99 pounds. Obviously, I'm, I'm not jacked like I used to be. But I, I started at 99 pounds. I made it up to like a lean like 140, and I like looked like a tank. But I never like force fed myself. Your biceps were huge. Yeah, I was I was like jacked, jacked. And then I went uh, back to school full time, and I was working full time, and I just couldn't keep up. But um, we'll get back there. But um, it's a great excuse. I uh, use that excuse too. When I started, started though, like I was literally eating Chick Fil A like twice a day. I was just like mm-hmm. eating ice cream. Like I, I just like. I, I just put on weight. I just had to prove to myself that I could put on weight. And then one day I was at the gym and I like bent over to like tie my shoe and like I like got up and I was like out of breath. I was like, oh God. So I did my first ever cut. And then from that moment on, I had no problem like putting on weight. Um, but I've never had to like force feed myself to the point that I'm going to throw up. It's more like I've worked out hard enough to throw up, especially like leg pressing. I've I've thrown up before. I don't like leg pressing. I never, uh, I just never get gains from the leg press. Really? I try to get the range of motion right. And, you know, I try to like, you know, grip the the platform correctly. I just never feel the same way I feel when I just do like a squat or uh-huh. uh, reverse lunge, things like that. Yeah. Leg press just hasn't resonated with so, me. So leg press is actually probably like my main compound movement for legs. But wow. it's because uh, squatting, my range of motion on my ankle is actually... It's actually like uh, not great because I uh, I was born with what's called like a club foot. So like my legs came down and then the, there was like a 
like curve at my foot at the ankle, like where it cut like completely in. And so mm-hmm. like, that's how I was born. Remember uh, you told me about this. I, I didn't know this. Yeah. I had a, a tendon that was cutting down to my leg and, uh, it like took a shortcut essentially. And so it was shortened. So what they did was they broke my ankle, straightened it out. And they told my parents like, yeah, he should be able to like stand, but he won't be able to like bear weight on his foot really well. And he might, might, if he's lucky, be able to walk, he'll never be able to run. And, uh, I don't know what happened, but I can, um, I'm just running with it. Um, but it, like it, it has held me back in like a couple things. Like I played soccer growing up and so I deal with like ankle injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, I did cross country. So every once in a while that would hurt or like track that would hurt. And so, uh, the main thing is when I pull my toes up, like on one side, it's all the way up. And then on my right foot, it's like just a little it bit. Stops. And so because of that, when I squat, um, I lean forward at my waist a lot and, uh, there's, because I have a lot of waist, uh, flexion to stop my heel from coming off the ground. Mm-hmm. It's really hard on my knees and my, my, my hips. So I'll put plates behind my, my ankles, but it only does so much. So, yeah. um, I used to squat a lot more. Uh, now I still do sometimes, but it's mostly like, uh, lots of lunges, Bulgarian split squats, uh, leg press. That Maturing, kind of thing. Ma- I've definitely matured with inside the, or in the gym. Cause I used to be like, you know, bench squat, deadlift, do all the bro things. And now I'm realizing like, now I just go train at the basketball court and I do like an hour to two hours. I do jump rope. I have like a specific regimen with like shooting drills, like Steph Curry drills. I things forgot like you're that. pretty nasty at basketball. Hey, I appreciate Dude, it, back bro. In the yeah. day, you got the hype for it. Hey, thank you, bro. I want to do a, a YouTube uh, series where it's like basketball oriented, where I show up at parks and stuff and just like, park takeovers things the like professor. that the professor yeah he's crazy bro he's got crazy handles yeah i i actually don't know that much about him as a non-basketball player i see him i'm like holy but yeah he just looks really skilled shout out my 410 mom for stopping me from playing basketball ever uh in my life yeah <laughs> dude i mean being tall comes with its uh benefits but also the cons like i I definitely have like a bulging disc or something, bro. Like, I'm, problems? I'm annoying or I'm ignoring it, but it's there. Ooh. I don't know why I'm ignoring it. Injury. Yeah. Dude, I'm no. going to call the ambulance one day. <laughs> What's the complaint? Oh, just slight back pain. You got to wait for three years before you call. Actually, funny you brought that up. I, I used to have a regular who would call for shoulder pain every week, every Friday. And uh, he would com- call for shoulder pain, left shoulder pain from an accident. From 1989. <laughs> you'd roll in, he'd be like, where's my sandwich? It's like, okay, well, they would like give him a sandwich, check his vitals, and then send him home, like every time. So do you do, like, say you go to a house and, you know, it's uh, elderly and it's like, oh, I just need a peanut butter and jelly I got. Would you like go in their fridge and make like a peanut butter jelly and give it to them? Yeah, I mean, a little weak. Like, I would, I would, but I would also educate them that like this isn't what nine one one's for, and I'd also look into right. like maybe these people need home health care, like because I had someone who can't make this up. <laughs> I made a TikTok about this, uh, but so, it is made up and it's completely fictional. Oh or is yeah, this okay? I can't, I can't make up the TikTok I'm talking about. Yeah. Anyways, um, so I got to a house and. Uh, there was this lady, she's probably in her forties, heavier set. And she was sitting in a recliner looking at her TV and the TV's on full volume, 100%. Right. And so she like, I I can't hear a word she's saying and she can't hear a word I'm saying. So I said, uh, like, like I grabbed the remote. She points to the remote. I grabbed the remote. I bring it over to her and I give it to her. And, um, and she, 
uh, turns down. Uh, oh wait, sorry, she doesn't turn down the volume. She changes the channel. I was like, what the? So like, I like turned down the volume. I was like, I was like, hey ma'am, like, what are we doing here today? And she's like, oh, I just needed you to grab my remote. Like I worked oh. out yesterday. She worked out. Good on her. But I worked out yesterday. I was just too sore to get up. I was like, are you kidding? And she was forty years old. Forty years old. That's yeah. like. You should be able to go grab the remote. Yeah. I mean, she was heavier set, but she wasn't that heavier set. But, um, I mean, good on her for working out. But, like, yeah. this is a 911. Right. This That's was, just, just, it's, it I, is, it's funny, but it's also it. like, yo, like, these guys are meant to, you know, help uh, people who are dying. Yeah. Or in an emergency. Like, yeah. I mean, honestly, so working on the ambulance, like, 90% of what you run is like, not it doesn't need an ambulance five mm. percent of it does need an ambulance but isn't a isn't like a legit emergency and then five percent of it is needs an ambulance and is an emergency mm-hmm. so yeah what's your relationship with the uh um, law enforcement uh with whatever county you work in so law enforcement is very interesting so first of all my brother's a cop so it, it's i don't have any issues with like cops by any means like i think a lot of them are really good guys but i think there's a there's an issue with like the system within policing like i don't know a single reason as a cop why i would not want to have a body cam to both protect me and protect like the the person that that is being like dealing with cops right because i think cops most of them great people right i work with them all the time they save my butt all the time super great guys i just think there needs to be more accountability with what they do just not because they're 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 bad but like the position they're in it would be better for both parties if they had a camera recording it yeah and so it's hard it's hard to be perfect too it's you, you got to try your best, especially when you're constantly being called to some of the worst situations in your city at the moment. It's like, mm-hmm. it's, I'm try I always try to think like how I would react mm-hmm. to what's going on. And it's like, you got to take a step above that as a police officer, law enforcement in general, take a step above that and realize the responsibility you hold and really never lose your cool, mm-hmm. you know, really be super serious, but yet, uh, relatable. Like, it's weird when, like, cops are relatable. I feel, I'm like, sometimes I don't even feel, I guess, I've met a couple of awesome cops, and Mm -hmm. every cop's different, just like every EMT is different. But I've met cops that I'm like, are you even human? Yeah. Like, when you go home, do you still act like this? Just, like, hard asses. Yeah, like, rude to me, like, up front with me. I'm like, yo, if you weren't a police officer and you were talking to me like this, I would respond back with the same sort of, like, hatred. Like Realistically... Why would you want to be a cop, right? It's so, a like, hard job. if you, it, it, one, you deal with all the people no one else wants to deal with, for one, right? It, and that includes like dangerous situations. But two, like, if you're doing it to like help people or like serve the community, why would you not want to be a firefighter? Like, our job's True. so much cooler. Like, you don't get paid anymore. The pay's about the same. Uh, running into a burning building is significantly less scary than someone with the intent to, like, hurt you. Right. Um, and, and we do, like, I feel like we do more, like, helping out, like, good than you would as a police officer. So, like, mm-hmm. like is that, like, a power thing? Like, I don't know. I don't get it. It would just suck to pull people over. Like, I would hate enough. to pull people over for speeding because I'm like, oh, yeah, I just ruined their day. Yeah. Like, see, see, speeding, I would have I, like I wouldn't pull anyone over for speeding, but quotas. not using your turn signal. I would oh. I would ticket people for that for for 
uh, riding slow in the left lane, tickets right. for days. I'd be like, ticket for this, ticket for this, ticket for this. I'd be handing them out. But that's why I'm not a cop. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe that. Uh, and I looked into this because I was actually curious. There's uh, in our county, there's quotas that they have to meet. Oh, really? I thought that was I thought that so was a myth. It was so I know it was initially a thing, and then they were gonna they were gonna uh, ban it or stop it for a while. And but from what I heard, it just became an unofficial. We can't make you pull over this many people or mm. like give this many tickets, but also here's the quota. Try yeah, it. you should you should probably do this kind of thing. Gotcha. And so that's why I heard it turned into. Um, but I'd believe it if it was a thing again, because where I heard that that whole thing about quotas wasn't this county. So, mm -hmm. yeah, not a big fan of like gotcha. forcibly forcing people to pull like, over thirty tickets. people before the end of the month. It's yeah, like, okay, shit, I'll pull over ten today. Okay, this guy, this guy. Yeah, somebody. they all wait till the end of the month, so like, don't mm. drive at the end of the month or yeah. whatever day it is. I don't actually know how that works. Yeah, it's scary to drive on holidays, too, because there's extra police officers out. And it's like, oh, shoot, I better be careful. They're everywhere. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's just bizarre how the like how different it is from police officer to police officer, because there are some that will like pull people over and give them a ticket for like speeding like six or seven over. Right. But then I've had people who are like obviously drinking and driving and they crash into a car and hurt people like hurt people. And the cops like, I don't know if they've been drinking or not. And they just like don't like try and charge them with a DUI. It's like, this person could have killed someone. Like, right. I'd be all over that. Yeah. And so that's one thing I, people even, I'm not going to name names, but, uh, some friends of mine mm -hmm. and that would be like, Oh yeah, I drank. And then I drove home. I was like, I hate like, that, bro. I'm like, it's not, I was like, I care about you and I'm afraid that you're going to crash, but I'm also afraid of like the two children in the other car. Yeah, you know what I'm too. saying? Like, that's, that's my people. thing. Cause I've seen the other side of yeah. that. So, I don't want to be driving down the road and have somebody come into my lane straight on who's drunk and kill me. Like that's, mm -hmm. that's that. I don't want that. Either. Yeah. yeah that, cool. that, that, and uh seatbelts are like my two Huge. like big things as far as like when I'm like with like my friends, like don't drink and drive, wear your seatbelt. Like that's it. Yeah. I don't ask for my, you can speed, you can drive recklessly if you're sober. I don't care, but like don't drink and drive, wear your seatbelt. Yeah. You're going to be ejected either out of the car or like mm -hmm. around the car if you get in a serious crash with no or no uh, seatbelt. Yeah. My girlfriend does a horrible job with her seatbelt and it's gotten to a point where I still have to remind her. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm so, every time I sit in a car. Her name's Sarah, right? Yeah, Sarah. Sarah, wear your seatbelt. I know, dude. I say it all you the time. Be better. <laughs> it's gotten to the point where I don't remind her anymore if she doesn't put on her seatbelt. Does her car not beep? Uh, the car beeps, but she doesn't notice it. Whoa. Yeah. I it, would strike It's out. that bad of a habit. Yeah, I'm getting close. Uh, left Jeez. left facial droopage. Yeah. But uh, I slam on the brakes every once in a while. I'll go like, I'll be going like 30 and I'll slam on the brakes. She'll go fly forward and she'll ah, like, nice. you know, her hands will hit the dash and I'll be like, I'll look yeah, at listen. her. Listen. She's like, listen. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Love that for you. It is funny too. It's just funny. Yeah, I don't I would, do it too hard. But. I would have a good time with that. You know, I always tell my friends, like if they're going to drink and drive, like, Listen, I'll come pick you up. I don't care if I work the next night. Right. I don't care. Like I'm, I am selfless with that. Cause e even if they don't crash, if they were to get like a DUI from it, like DUIs can ruin your Backs life. You. So, yeah. I mean like anywhere you try and do something serious, like mm -hmm. that's a big deal. So if I have more than two, I don't drive. I'm always a beer guy. If I drink, 
Listen, if I drink two beers, I don't feel anything. Yeah. Like, I might just be like, yeah, cool. Yeah. Like, it's like social. Drink. I can still play a whole game of basketball, you know, but uh, if I ever, even if I have three drinks and I still feel like the same way I would have two drinks, uh -huh. I won't touch the steering wheel or uh -huh. I'll wait two or ha two hours, two and yeah, a half hours, hang out at the crib. Yeah. Um, even I, then, I try to avoid it at all costs. You know, I'm about the same. So, it, I, like, it obviously depends on like the the situation. But like back when I was more fit, I would always drink like hard liquors because they were they're oh, less yeah. calories. And so then I wouldn't drive at all because like you I never know. For some reason, two shots hits me way harder than two beers. Yeah. So it happens quicker too. Like it hits your. Yeah. I feel like a lot of it's like as soon as you take a shot, it's in your system. When mm -hmm. you're sipping on a beer, you're drinking it for about 25 minutes. Yeah. So you spread that shot for yeah. 25 minutes. You probably wouldn't feel the same effect you would. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I'm actually in the middle of, uh, I'm trying to go a hundred days. Not that I was an alcoholic, but I just wanted to go a hundred days without drinking at all. Like even social drinking. Or something serious. So um, yeah, I over, I overdid it a couple months ago. I was like, I'm just going to take a break from drinking for a bit. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to uh hang out you know what's a good way to do it is to purposely have a horrible hangover like drink <laughs> like did. irresponsibly have a horrible hangover and then yeah you'll not i did it was rough my friend threw a party where like uh like there were like water slides everywhere and there were a bunch of people there and so we were like playing drinking games and man it was so much fun and then that night i just got destroyed so we were drinking all day but at night i just i was just fucked up I don't do, I don't, so, so the reason I, I drink the same beer every single time, Michelob Ultra. Oh, I love Mick. Yeah, it's, it's great. It tastes like water. It's, yeah. you know, low percent low, alcohol. Low calorie. Low calorie, like 96 calories. Yeah. Unheard of for a beer. Yeah. Um, I drink the same thing every time. Uh -huh. I know X amount gets me X places. I try not to mix liquor and beer. I don't uh -huh. mix beer with beer. I drink the same thing I drink all night because uh -huh. I've, felt the sword like when uh, i was a kid like in homecoming like i was 21 in high school i guess yeah <laughs> but uh you know i'd take 16 shots and then just totally like be gone yeah and you just puke like... in the back real quick and come back in it's not it anymore I do you play video games um i'm weird bro uh-huh it's this is a actually a incredible question that you just asked me okay i have a xbox 360 that i play oh yeah that's the only thing i had xbox i've had four xbox ones Okay. I've like bought them and then resold them. And then I've had a PS4. I have a Nintendo Switch right now that uh -huh. I don't really touch unless I'm having people over play Super Smash Bros. or something oh, like nice. that. But uh, I just play throwback games on 360. Really? Like yeah. what games? Uh, Modern Warfare 3. Nice. I'll just sit in my bedroom at night, crisscross applesauce. <laughs> and I'll just sit there and giggle at the screen all night, all happy. That just the, play. Yeah, just play. Um, where I was going with that is, uh, have you ever played on like a big TV where you like, like hit like to look right on on the stick and like it's like a half second behind where you're like hit the right yeah shoot and there's that input lag mm -hmm. that's that's how it is when i drink like i just i'm mm. living life on input lag and so uh i got really bad the the day of that party where i was like like a second behind everything that's actually happening and so yeah i'm just not trying to do that now i just need to clean up my eating. yeah it's not a good feeling whenever you're drunk or high or whatever you are so it, it sucks to think, man, I'd rather be sober right now. Yeah. If I have anxiety from like, this. It's like, I can't even enjoy this. It can be a good time because I, I get pretty like unleashed when I drink. But at the same time, like I don't need that all the time. I'm, I'm a pretty tame person. Like I, I go to work. I go to my other work. I do school a lot. Like yeah. I, on my off days, most of the time, like if I wasn't here, I would be at the UCF library for like 12 hours. Mm. And so uh, 
like, like I'm pretty tame. But when I yeah. when I go off the leash, I like go crazy. Um, so yeah, no drinking. Just need to eat healthy now. I yeah. eat terribly. If you're trying to fix bad habits, it's good to make yourself super busy. Yeah. So if you're an addict or if you make poor decisions or if you just got through a very serious breakup, mm -hmm. it's always good to overschedule yourself mm -hmm. and keep your mind moving, keep your body moving. Um, there's this clip from Parks and Recreation. Uh, I can't remember the guy, the guy that I'm talking about. I can't remember his name. It's been so long, but he's riding on a bike and he's like a super fit guy in the show. Uh -huh. And he's like, I got to keep my mind busy and myself moving at all times to avoid <laughs> from uh, falling into a spiraling pit of depression. Yeah. And he's always such a happy guy in the show. And so that line was hilarious. <laughs> I'm like, yep, that's about it. It's actually pretty interesting because uh, like through my last breakup, like I didn't really feel sad. Not that like I wasn't sad that it was ending, but like I was just so busy at the time that like mm -hmm. I just didn't have time to feel it. And by the time I, I slowed down, like it's already long gone. Yeah. So you didn't have time to bask in the pittiness. Yeah. The I mean, it was, it was interesting because like we, we lived together at the time and then we still lived together even after we broke up oh, for a wow. bit. And uh, I mean, I was just gone so much. But what was that, that like? That's like a difficult. So, um, so shout out to her. Uh, I doubt she'll see this way. She does. Shout out to you. Uh, she handled it great. Like, uh, even though she was really upset over the breakup, um, she was very like cordial with me. Like we, cool. we were still able to be like slightly more than acquaintances, but like not quite friends. There were like some issues we had, uh, where we had to figure out like, you know, who gets the dog, that kind of thing. Mm. And who so, ate the last slice of pizza? <laughs> yeah, no, we're, we're very good about that. And, and and I'm not a mean guy. Like, we didn't end on bad terms. Mm -hmm. um, so she did handle it really well. So uh, props to her. But I feel like most of the time, uh, most of the time, like, it, it would be very messy. And I realize I don't ever in my life want to move in with someone until I'm getting married. And I'm never getting married, so so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Are you a guy where you want to be friends with the girl before? Like some guys actively yeah. search for a significant other, uh -huh. and to me, I'm like, I just am cordial with people, you know, girls, females, uh -huh. and uh -huh. sometimes it turns out to be more than expected. And yep. some guys go into it like, oh, this girl could be a significant other. I'm like, stop. Yeah. Like be friends with her, figure out. Amen. Yeah. yeah. So I'm at the point in my life where I'm just so busy. I don't, I don't want to date like a 0% of me. Like yeah. the thought of having to take into account for what someone else thinks when I'm doing stuff, yeah. like just doesn't sound appealing to me. Like mm -hmm. people who are in relationships, like that's cool. Like you're probably in a good point of your life for that. So like, that's cool. Yeah. But me personally, I just don't, don't want that. I and agree. so, um, like I'll meet like girls and I'll be friends with them and like so sometimes they'll like me and sometimes they won't. Uh, but you know, you just have to like play by ear and kind of mm -hmm. be like, yeah, this isn't like a good point for me to want to date. And yeah, that's really it. Yeah. What's perfect with, uh, my relationship because I stay very busy. And uh -huh. when I first met her, I realized that she was super busy too and she uh -huh. does her own stuff and she does her own thing. To me, that's when I kind of dropped that idea. I was like, okay, she's super busy with her stuff. Good. I'm Love super that. busy with my stuff. We'll share the moments we do have. But I would be Got lying it. if once like five days passes by where we can't see each other and it's like been yeah, nothing it can but be work for both. It's like we might have a argument over something just because it's been so long since we saw each other and we're both just upset uh -huh. that we haven't been able to. That's 
So that's my open book sort of thing. Like it's pretty interesting. Yeah, but then we'll see each other and we'll be all right. I actually just thought of something. I want I want your opinion on it. Because I had this I had this debate the other day okay. uh, with my guy friends. So yeah, uh, and and one of my like, really close like chick friends, right? Because I got her opinion on it. Um, so I have noticed over the last year that, uh, well, like not quite year, but since since my last breakup, I have had the most pull of girls that I've ever have in my entire life, and I am way less jacked than I was when mm-hmm. when like I was single and like lifting like all the time, right? Mm-hmm. So. My only thing that I can really attribute it to is like I'm not trying to be like overly masculine anymore. Like have my ears pierced, right? I stay pretty hygienic. Uh, nice. See, see, I have my ears pierced. I, I was a. I, I've recently realized that when you're a guy, like like I look at guys that are jacked, and I'm like, oh my god, like that's sick. Like yeah. it's so cool that you're you're jacked, right? Mm-hmm. I've realized that girls don't don't see it that way. Like, I don't think they discount muscles by any means, but for girls, it's more of like, like, are they hygienic? Like, are they like, like super like genuine, like, like Mm -hmm. people, like, are they willing to like express themselves? And, uh, then there's like guys like, look at guys that are jacked. Right. Yeah. Uh, do you agree with that? You, yeah, I agree with that completely. Cause I'm very like, honestly, I could be very flamboyant. Like (laughs) I don't, if it goes through your head where, you think, am I being manly enough or am I being too girly? Uh, That's an issue right off the bat. Yeah, Like you just got to be you. And I think girls enjoy it. I think girls see masculinity when you are flamboyant and able to be. Yeah. It's because comp- you're not compensating for anything. Uh-huh. Like guys with big trucks, they all have the same thing yeah. in common. Very small. <laughs> I'm not yeah. going to say anything. <laughs> but you know, you, you don't have to compensate and act all manly because uh-huh. you are a man. And uh-huh. I had a, so uh, so one, my best friend, when I told him that, when I tried to explain that to him, he's like, what the, that is the gayest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and so I was like, no, bro, like you absolutely don't get it. And then, uh, I, I actually find it funny cause there are two guys at my work where both of their significant others, uh, were like, 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 uh, they, they didn't meet me first. They, they saw like my like Facebook profile picture first and like, is he, is he gay? like no no like i thought it was funny because i just i don't care like whatever doesn't matter yeah Yeah, like i i I think the the old days were like being like gay being an insult like no who cares it's over yeah it's like what's your people i feel like in the future people are gonna have to come out as straight (laughs) and i know how weird that sounds and how everybody's like you know people have their religious values and whatnot but yeah the question's gonna rise where it's like hey or a guy, a gay guy hits on you. It's yeah. like, hey, I, I just, I like girls. I think like pronouns rather than being like, like, yo, what the hell's wrong with you? It's like, dude, he just likes you. He's attracted yeah. to you. What yeah, can he do? I think pronouns and like sexuality questions are just gonna become increasingly more normal mm-hmm. because like being gay or being trans is just becoming more normal. And I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> like I have no problem with that. And so, um, in fact, I have problems with people who who have problems with that. Yeah. Like I ran a. I, Theoretic. I ran a call with a guy. Uh, so I ran a, I had a trans man who is having like a, a psych emergency, like a, like a depression episode essentially. And me and my partner were like super understanding, calling him by his correct pronouns and everything. And the firefighter called me to the side and he was like, he was like, yeah, just so you guys know, like that's a chick. 
It's like, oh my god, yeah, we fucking know. <laughs> like yeah. we know. And my partner was like, how would you like it if we called you by the wrong name, Kevin? And his name wasn't Kevin. <laughs> I was like, thank you. Like love that. And so, um, yeah, no, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, I'm a very uh, f- f- when it comes to anything like that, I'm very freedom oriented, meaning. Do what you want. If there's no victim on the other side, Amen. you can do whatever you want. Amen. You can wear a wig. You can freaking wear shoes that get, make you 10 feet taller. I don't care. You can do what you want. Just like, let people be happy. Right. Like It doesn't have anything to do with yeah. you. Why you got to put people down? Mm-hmm. And, and and I say that, I, I say that as like, it is human nature sometimes. Like, I don't know where this comes from, but like, you'll judge people right but you I have to where it comes from y- really yeah where insecurity oh yeah i mean i i would agree with that um, this is the partial answer but yeah i i i catch myself doing it sometimes but it's really important where you like catch yourself like saying something and like you like how you talk to yourself is very important with who you're becoming affirmations but like yeah. also like how you talk about other people so if i catch myself talking bad about someone where i'm like like i'll, I'll say something about them i'll like stop myself and be like listen, like they're just doing them or like they're doing something that yeah. doesn't hurt anybody. And, you know, sometimes I wish I was confident enough to do like, like sometimes I worry about what other people think of me. So yeah, more power to them. Mm-hmm. I've dropped uh, a lot of insecurity in the recent couple years because um, everybody has insecurities. Amen. Um, and if you don't, you have an insecurity of insecurities. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you say you don't have one, but uh, once I just realized I'm a, I'm unapologetically me. Mm-hmm. Like my name, like my name's Brant. Mm-hmm. I'm me. Like I'm not going to change myself or be anything other than mm-hmm. me. And if you don't like me, I'm like, that's a projection of you. Like, yeah, absolutely. You don't like me because of an insecurity you have or a jealousy or some sort of weird reason. There's like a lack of just like cognizance there where they like, like they're very non self-aware. So they judge other people. Mm-hmm. And if they're lacking self-awareness, like, who cares, right? Yeah. Like my best girlfriend, the one who was actually blowing up on TikTok that I was talking about at the very beginning, mm-hmm. uh, she is obsessed with rats, like absolutely Weird. obsessed with rats. And I mean, that is that is strange. Yeah, that's a strange thing. But like the fact that she's willing to do that, I'm like, that's cool. That's cool to me. Yeah. Like whatever. I appreciate people who are different. I I'm very into diversity and. I want to surround myself with people who aren't the same as me, but just very odd and different. Because I have my weird quirks. Uh-huh. I mean, do you understand how weird this is that I have this in here? Yeah. This is so weird. I'm talking into a mic. Like, I'm a weird person. I think it's so cool that you Appreciate just, like, it. you had this idea. At one point, this is just, like, a electrical impulse in your head. Yeah. And here it is. Like, Mr. Neuro. Yeah. It came out to be, like, an actual thing. Like, mm-hmm. the amount of work you've probably put into this set, like, even, like, the details of it, yeah. like... It's probably way more than I know too. Yeah. And so, I mean, props to you for like going out of your way and, and starting because starting is such a hard thing for so many people. I appreciate that, bro. I realized that I always talked about doing a podcast like probably 90% of the population does. Oh, let's do a podcast one day. It's, Everybody they, says they it. think it's easier. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to start. I went to Best Buy with Ryan Shaver. I bought the one of the Blue Yeti mics, uh-huh. two of them. I uh-huh. already had one, so I bought one. Uh-huh. one. I set them up. I plugged it into my laptop. I went on GarageBand. I was like, oh, okay, I can record with GarageBand, I think. And so, I is that on. what you're using now? No, right now, that board you see over there uh-huh. is the PodTrack P8. Oh. Yeah, it's it's dope. It puts in work. All that's recorded onto an SD card in there ah. now. 
But before I recorded straight into GarageBand, I had no talking points. You know, I don't really like to go by talk. I have talking points for you right here, but Ooh. it's more of just general ideas. I don't want to miss about the person I'm you talking to. You can just to. roll. Yeah, exactly. I just let it roll. I pressed it and I said, hey, what's up? How you doing? <laughs> like the Bass Pro Shop hat. And then all of a sudden we went into this 45 minute conversation. Uh-huh. And to me, that's like your first time doing something. I'm like, I don't know if I can talk mm-hmm. and I make it interesting. Yeah. And then it was, and I was like, yo, I'm doing this in two days and I'm going to do this next week and I'm going to post it on the Spotify. And that's how I started. You just have to and start. Now, now you're going every platform. Yeah. You're going everywhere. Yeah. This is on every, almost every platform. Yeah. Even I, the weird ones that the, nobody uses. The YouTube uh, content you have just looks so good. Thanks, bro. It looks I so it. good. It, like between the, between the, the set and the sound quality mm-hmm. and the video quality, like I didn't know what to expect walking in here. Looks good. In case you were wondering. <laughs> looks good. If you're ever on here, whoever's watching, it looks good. Yeah. Um, I always tell people, if you have a niche or enjoy doing something, mm-hmm. you develop a small passion for creating videos or videography, mm-hmm. that can go a long way. And that's quite literally yeah. exactly what you've done. You have a niche. It's medical. You have a specific mm-hmm. niche right now, which is 911, emergency, you know, mm-hmm. ambulance uh, or fire. Um and you developed a small passion for creating short videos. Yeah. So what I suggest to people is exactly what you've done. And 13.5 thousand followers later and 480,000 likes later. So fast. Yeah. It worked. 30 days. Yeah. Um, I, I eventually, I don't know if I want to pivot to like pre-med content, like on YouTube mm-hmm. or like educational paramedic content, because I'm almost completely maxed out as a paramedic. I've taken every single course that you can take as a paramedic, except for I'm in the process of my last one, which is the one I'm taking at UF. It's like the number one like rated critical care class. And so once I get that, like You're there's nothing else to do. So I'm doing educational content. I'm definitely like uh, accredited. What's the word? Credible, Credible to, yeah, yeah. to do that kind of stuff. And I like teaching. I've, I taught at a children's hospital, which speak about intimidating, like, when I get up and I have to teach, like, so what I would teach is, like, uh, a, a course called PALS, which is Pediatric Advanced Life Support. And I'd get up there and I'd have to teach, like, in front of, like, doctors. Like, who am mm-hmm. I to teach a doctor about something medical kind of thing? Yeah. And, uh, no, it goes great. You just have to be entertaining. Keep it engaged. Keep them doing stuff. Mm. Don't be monotone. Charisma. Charismatic people go a far way. Yeah, especially optimistic entertainment. And, yeah, upbeat. I try to be charismatic, but I'm also a little bit like, I don't just go, I don't like small talk. Uh-huh. So I like to dig into the conversation. So I kind of have a difficult time talking to strangers. Yeah. Because I don't know where to start. Like I'll see somebody I know and I'll hide at Target and I'm like, wait, I'm a podcast host. Like, what am I doing? I'm supposed to be like charismatic as fuck. You're like the one going out. And I'm hiding the children's books while a good friend walks by. I'm like, I just don't know what to say. Yeah. Uh, So (laughs) running into people from like high school, like most of the time it's like that. Like if I'm in the gym, I'm like, like hat down. Yeah. Especially back in the mask days. Oh. Oh, that Love was them. the best. Just just like it, no one would would talk to you. Obviously, if it's someone like you or like one of my close friends or like, like I run into them, like uh, I obviously get excited to see like my close friends, especially I just moved back to the side of Orlando again. So like getting to see some of my close friends again in the gym, it's like, heck yeah. But whenever I see someone like Target or Publix, I'm like, oh God, don't yeah. see me. No, right. Yeah, I agree. 
I talk to a lot of people at the gym. I'm very brief though, because you know you're working out. Yeah. I uh I'm a hoodie guy. I don't know if you see me, but I, I like to wear hoodies now nowadays. Oh, yeah, I just pop like on a hoodie. Pump cover, or do you keep it on? I I keep it on. I take it off. Ooh. I'll take it off if I'm doing like a real pump thing, like or if I feel good. Sweaty. But I like to like have my AirPods in. I avoid eye contact. Nice. I like close my eyes in between sets, and I'll like manifest yeah. and do affirmations. And that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I I need to do that. The best workouts I ever had were. I had an app where if you leave the app, it like kills your phone. So I just turn on a music app like Spotify and then put that on. So I couldn't use my phone because like mm. getting on social media in between stuff will just kill it, like yeah. kill your workouts. For sure. So that's, that's actually smart. I actually feel bad for getting on my phone during workouts. Mm. I used to have a bad habit where between every set, I would like change the song and like <laughs> I would skip through my playlist. And then like two minutes later, I'd finally find a song and I'd be like, oh, yeah. I just wasted time and yeah. energy and I'm not focused anymore. And I did it every set. I would change the song. I don't know why. I have a friend who works out really hard, like super hard. And he doesn't, he doesn't do music or his phone the entire time. Sometimes he doesn't even bring his phone in. Wow. I, I don't know who hurt him, but yeah. Uh, he just Dane doesn't listen to music sometimes. Really? Most of the time. Really? Every once in a while he'll play. I love Dane. He'll turn his phone up and he'll like, place it on the ground with no airpods or earpods or anything and he'll just play music out loud that man bit. he's a walking cartoon character he just doesn't him. care he doesn't did you meet him at the or uh yeah at the so gym? oddly enough that's where me and him kind of developed a personal relationship uh-huh. but i have a friend named angel perez and dane was really close friends with angel mm-hmm. perez so i met podcast. him through him even yeah angel was on the podcast but even before that oh yeah we were like little not kids but teenagers i knew um, who he was but i didn't know him yeah but uh dane he's yeah his transformation is big his neck is huge his neck flex what is he even he he he, he has like a saying for his neck he's like swole neck gang or yeah. something i don't he know he calls everybody else pencils yeah and i always slide up on the stories where he says that i'm like dude stop being mean to me like, <laughs> leave me alone every time i do a neck workout i send it to him like papa dane says yeah. So he says, "Are you trying to do a specialty with uh, med?" Ooh. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know, like uh, where I want to go with medical stuff. So I know you're into neuro stuff. Is there a specialty you want to do with any neuro? So neuro is interesting because the more I learn of neuro, the less I want to learn more of neuro. Just because it's getting to the point where it's extremely meticulous. Where you're like, you're like memorizing pathways and like a bunch of stuff that's just like not as interesting to me i think i like the concept of neuro mm-hmm. um i i don't really know right now i it's funny because i just said i don't like pathways but i like oncology stuff like my research internship one of the things we do one of the studies we do is you take people's blood and we'll centrifuge it and we'll take out the the plasma and then we'll put it in a dna sequencer and we'll sequence it for cancers because I, I think wow. cancer research is super interesting. Um, a lot to be discovered, too. A lot, a yeah. A lot to be discovered. And so that's super interesting to me. Uh, I used to hate like the thought of going to school to be like an emergency medicine doctor. But if I did, I would specialize in like teaching paramedics just like I do. Mm-hmm. Like when you test out as a paramedic, you have to go in front of a panel of doctors and they ask you a bunch of questions like, what do you do with this? What do you do in this scenario? And they just like kind of see your thought process. I would like to be on the other side of that and do educational things. I would also be super interested in doing like disaster relief. Like Mm. uh, I'm friends with the main doctor who was in charge of Miami-Dade's 
like fire rescue for the uh, seaside collapse. And that was weird. Yeah. How it just collapsed like that. I don't know. I've heard a lot of crazy stories. Like, uh, I mean, I don't know if I believe it or not. I just don't know that much about it, Mm. but it's still terrible. But I I mean, I don't care what I'm responding to, but disaster relief would be like awesome. And so uh, that appeals to me with emergency medicine. I don't know, really. Right now, I'm just focused on once I do this critical care class, I want to fly on a helicopter before I go to medical school. That's my short-term goal, and then my long-term goal is medical school. So uh, flying on a helicopter is super competitive because everybody wants to do wants it. Wants to do it, yeah. And so cause you're like you're the badass, right? See, remember the cons of being tall? Yeah. Um, I kind of brought up to one of the nurses how I wanted to like, you know, being a flight medic is just a super dope uh-huh. gig. And, you know, uh-huh. everybody's like, oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's uh-huh. super dope. And then she's like, yeah, but you're you're way too tall. How tall are you? I'm 6'2". Oh, 6'2 is yeah. the cutoff right after. Yeah. So 6'2 is the tallest you can be. Really? Yeah. But do what I like, how tall is the cabins usually? Like, I'll. Oh, you'll be squished. But most people will be, be like, squished Ugh. unless you're, you're like little. But it, it's going to be less of your upper body squished. It's going to be more of your legs just tucked like way back up. Right. And so, no, you could do it still. Yeah. It'd be EMT would actually help you if you go to. So keep your EMT up. Go to nursing school. You can challenge for your paramedic. At after that, like you just have to take a test and you can get your paramedic and your nurse. Oh, really? I didn't even know that. Yeah. So I, when I, once I complete my nursing, mm-hmm. I can just take a test and be also have my medic right. license. Yeah. So you're doing it out of order, but you can do it because right. most of the time people go to nursing, they're like, oh, like I, I want to be a paramedic too. And so they go to EMT school and then challenge for it. You have your EMT, right. you'll go to nursing and then you'll challenge for your paramedic. I see. And so, uh, if you wanted to work as a paramedic, you could, because all, all paramedic is, for the most part, is it's EMT plus me- more medical knowledge. Mm-hmm. And so that's why they'll let you challenge for it. I, I don't know how the skills portion of it is is handled because there's some skills that you would still have to learn um, right. that nurses don't. But I don't, I, I mean, I know that's a thing because in my EMT class, I had a nurse who's going to try and fly on a helicopter. And so that would help a lot. Yeah. Being a paramedic and a nurse, and if you get nursing experience, you could fly on a helicopter if you wanted to. My original route was after EMT, I was going to stru- uh, jump straight into P1 um, and start my medic. Uh, mm-hmm. But then I would talk to no. some people in the field, and they're like, you're wasting your time. or Because I said I would want to be a nurse as well. Mm-hmm. They're like, just, just go straight into nursing. You're going to waste the whole three semesters yeah. becoming a medic. Sure. And I'm like, okay, now that I can do just do nursing and then do a test to become a medic, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I uh, I saved three semesters of my life. Yeah, it's really cool. The bridge between nursing and paramedic bridge, is like yeah. good. Um, True. But yeah, fly on a helicopter beforehand uh, and, and being a nurse and a paramedic would help you a lot if that's what you wanted to do. Yeah. How badass would that be? How sick would that be? That would be, be badass. Being, uh, my advantage is I'm 5'5", five five, I'm 150 pounds, and so I'm way under the cutoffs. And the lighter you are, the better it is for flying because you can take heavier and heavier patients because there's a there's a weight restriction. Yeah. And so that's a huge advantage. All my education is an advantage. I have a good track record. Like I just need to do well in this class. And let me tell you, when I'm when I tell you I'm sucking up in this class, I 
sucking up so hard. <laughs> is sucking up good or bad? It's. Uh, it, I mean, it's good. I, oh, I'm like just you're working sucking up really to the hard. teacher? Or yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because he's on the hiring board for the the helicopter, essentially. Mm. And so I'm gonna go work there part time, doing like ground ambulance stuff, and then I'll get on the helicopter afterwards if I can. Yeah. So. Who flies the helicopter? Is it a? It depends. Is it just a pilot or is it just? Oh yeah. Yep. Okay. So they there's three on a helicopter pilot. Uh, most of the time it's nurse and paramedic. That's the most common, but sometimes it's like risk respiratory therapist nurse or respiratory mm. therapist paramedic, or sometimes it's like physician nurse or physician, uh, paramedic. Gotcha. So we'll see. Yeah, man. ER is crazy. Emergency. Uh, it's just crazy. The <laughs> ER, I went, uh, I worked at, or I did my clinicals at, uh, Shands. Oh yeah. Some of my clinicals at Shands. That's where I'm going this semester. Yeah. From the my- big trauma center. Yeah. Um, the critical care class is like insanely difficult. People say it's like taking an entire semester of classes and then I have my entire semester of classes. I don't think it's I don't think it's quite that bad. I think that's an exaggeration, but it's difficult. And then we have clinicals up there in Chance and man, it's going to be so cool. That's such a fantastic yeah. hospital. Yeah. The doctor I work under, I just saw him yesterday. Uh, he is one of the lead doctors at Chan's, and so I'm going to be applying to U.S. Medical School coming up in a couple years. Nice, dude. Yes, uh, I like. I went to school at Gainesville for a whole year. Um, I like. I love Gainesville. I love UF. I love everything about it. I love the year I spent there. Is, is Gainesville boring? I I guess I'm a very. I have a very subje- subjective opinion about this. Okay. Um, I just don't like. Uh, ugh. I don't want to poop on them. On um, there's a lot of homeless people, and uh, the traffic was high, and I'm just a very uh, spiritual kind of guy. Mm-hmm. So that kind of stuff just kind of like played. It just wasn't. It didn't make me happy. Yeah, that's seeing fair all these homeless people and then seeing all these arrogant younger kids. Uh-huh. You know, a lot of it was awesome. Don't uh-huh. get me wrong. I had a great time there, but. I'm a very spiritual guy, so mm-hmm. place a place like Claremont with the Chain of Lakes, and mm-hmm. it just or like St. Pete, or it just love St. Pete. Yeah, St. Pete's a great location. Tampa too. Shoot, Tampa. Yeah, my I just feel better. Yeah, no, prepared. that's fair enough. Um, I heard from a friend that went to UF that like unless you're like partying, like that's like your thing, like uh, or like just like very very social with your friends that that uh, Gainesville's like kind of boring, and mm-hmm. so. I don't know if you could speak to that at all. I could. I could. The times I would go out, it would be at different gyms. I'd go to a couple of different ones just mm-hmm. to change it up, work out every day. You know, I'd work a lot at yeah. Olive Garden, but uh, I'd go to get different coffee shops and the libraries and study and stuff. I have gym memberships for days. Even now, it's yeah. disgusting. Yeah. I have like maybe five different gym memberships. Do you now. really? Yeah. No. If you look at my keys. Let's see them. It's ridiculous. Boom, so you got a lot of keys period. CF, yeah, a lot of responsibilities. CF, Crunch. Crunch. Uh, this is a gym called Ironclad in Altamont Springs. Um, this is LA Fitness. And then this was to my apartment gym, but they just deactivated it. So I still mm. have it. Gotcha. So lots of gym memberships. Yeah. Too bad I don't work out. <laughs> I know. I haven't been working out either. I like I said, I've just been at the basketball court. I'm trying to uh I want to be athletic. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be I've realized that doing I've started to just that lifting way. and dumbbells. It's like, it only gets, it's not really athletic movements. Nope. I want to no, be quick on my feet. They're almost separate. So you could do Fair. both, but it would take double the work. Double like the they're work. almost right. like off like not opposites, but 
they're they're not as there there isn't as much carryover as you would think. Yeah. Now, are you in school right now? So I got accepted into the main track for nursing. Of course, you know you have, there's rollover and you have to keep waiting. But I'm starting in spring. Nice. Yeah, that's so awesome. So I've had to wait. I've had to have two semesters off. Oh geez. Which sucks. So you're just stuck waiting. Yeah. And waiting. Yeah. I just told my girl the other day. I was like, I honestly miss school. I miss taking notes. I'm I miss reading PowerPoints, listening to lectures, going to the coffee shop after class, and reading up more on what the teacher said. Mm-hmm. Or you now, know. It's just, I, I like education. I, I don't know what this is called. I'm curious if you have it too, but do you, do you get like anxiety when you're not, like when you feel like you're not progressing? Oh, yeah. yeah. I almost, I almost am too, I'm way too hard on myself. I have to be productive uh-huh. at all times. Yeah. I feel like yeah. I, I don't watch any TV. I, I like the, my main form of entertainment is TikTok, but like mm-hmm. the main thing I do is like, school or work and and both of them there's right. things to progress in and so if i were to take a semester off it would stress me out like, yeah no it, i have these gaps or these couple hours uh in my day where i would usually work on school work uh-huh. and uh that's not there anymore so i'll work on the podcast i stay very busy i have a lot of things a lot of moving parts right now but you know that slows down i don't have to read a whole textbook mm-hmm. you how, know? how long does progression or uh not progression uh production take for this oh so i right now actually this is gonna be the first podcast that's edited by somebody who's not me oh yeah hello yeah kenneth rosa shout out kenneth rosa he's on my team now wow he's my editor he's gonna kill it um wow but yeah take this is a lot of work bro uh uh-huh. just fixing the audio matching the audio with the video clips editing all the video clips cutting clipping, yeah, all separate yeah uploading building a thumbnail, posting it on every single platform. And then you split it for TikToks too. Yeah, the clips also, but they're fun. Oh yeah? They're fun. It's fun to make the clips because I can be artsy with it uh-huh. and throw my little edits in, into it. But uh-huh. the podcast is completely uncut. Uh-huh. Um, I've never raw. taken anything out. Yeah, super raw dog. We yeah. raw dog this back. I noticed that because a lot of the time when your podcast start, you're still like talking about like, normal shit yeah like the setup yeah. setting up into it i try to surprise people and sometimes like 25 minutes in they'll be like are we recording yet like, <laughs> yeah we're recording yeah <laughs> so where did you get this idea from like who are your inspirations your so i made a so technically the first episode of my podcast isn't actually the first episode of my podcast okay there was two lost episodes, which I'll be releasing probably far in the future when it's no all way. like, what? Like, what's the first oh my. episode? You're telling um, me people are missing out on some podcast episodes? Yeah, yeah. the first and second one. Uh, but the reason I started pot, trying to do a podcast way before doing a podcast was cool. Uh-huh. And then it became popular. And I'm like, really, I'm missing out on this? Like... Everybody listens to podcasts now. If you're yeah. showering or commuting, people don't listen to music anymore. They listen uh-huh. to podcasts. Amen. Joe Rogan had a big influence on me. Um, even Logan Paul with Impulsive. I enjoy his show. Yeah, me too. Yeah, he's dope. Guilty pleasure. Yeah, very good. I always hate being like, oh, look, Logan Paul's show. And everybody's like, what? Paul Brothers, you fucking suck. You're stupid. I listened to a, a Logan Paul podcast years ago, like in 2015, 2016. Uh, he was on a, a podcast uh it, it was some success podcast and i actually was i i loved it i thought i yeah. thought logan paul was gonna be the next the rock and then you know the all this stuff happened yeah he's actually been very disappointing ever since but in that podcast he's very motivating and yeah. so 
uh, I've listened to some of his podcasts and I, I got like, kind of like him. Mm-hmm. It was the daily vlog that got him. Uh, yeah. Just people put on this weird persona and when they vlog and stuff daily mm-hmm. and they're like, Oh, jump in, jump over yeah. buildings and craziness. It's like, there can be a lack of, uh, like insight or like thought of like what's, what could happen. Yeah. And so like you actually have to like take a step back and like look at some videos and be like, is this, is this a good choice mm-hmm. in what I'm doing here? Yeah. I do that with every TikTok right now. I actually, I don't post a TikTok without sending it to two of my friends and being like, is this a good take? That's it. Yeah. And just, just so I get two more eyes on it or well, four more eyes on it. And, <laughs> uh, and, and yeah. like, you know, cause I've, I've had videos where like, I, I'm like, Hey, is this a good idea? And they're like, you know, maybe not. And, and not, not that I'm trying to offend someone, but like sometimes comedy, like there's someone on the other end of it. Right. And so, uh, if you actually look at my content now, a lot of it's like making fun of myself, even though a lot of it's not true. Like I'm pretty good at my job, but I'll make jokes about myself just cause it's easier or like you know, there are some things I do that are goofy and I'll just make fun of it. And people relate to that. And yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I like, I like comedy. Do you listen to any comedy? So no, no I, I don't I listen to comedy or action stuff as far as like, uh, like movies go. Yeah. I'm a big thriller. I like thriller movies a lot. Like scary movies, scary movies. The ones that are just like demons and pop-ups, I like watching them, but I don't want to watch them. Does that make sense? Now, what's your take on romance movies? Oh, I'm actually a big fan of romance. Me too. Bro. I like feeling <laughs> something, bro. Me too. I, yeah. I, I'm like, dang, I haven't felt in a long time. Yeah. It's like those in horror movies make me feel like emotions, but like everything else, like, I don't know. Action movies feel pretty pretty fake. Um, I hate action movies when they're when it's so unrealistic where it's like he jumps through a window and falls two stories and then rolls into a bush it's like yo no human on earth would ever do that or be able to do that a lot of the fights that that we watch i actually i'm pretty sure i saw this in the uh dane whitaker podcast the most recent one Uh, you guys were talking about uh like fight scenes and stuff uh, in action movies i can't i can't watch them man i just think they're so boring they get confusing Especially Transformers. Uh huh. Have you ever you've watched the Transformer movies? I have. When they fight, I don't even know what the hell is going on. <laughs> I just see metal. Yeah, flying just flying right. and like it's like uh yeah I don't know it, it, it's all animated but like right. imagine how much they pay that animation staff for that and Whoa. I just like am so to so hear bored. about the budget of some of these big movies and uh, albums and stuff it's just insane. Like it's, the amount of money that goes into the entertainment industry in general, yeah, crazy, yeah, crazy. The Joe, the Joe Rogan, his podcast deal to go to Spotify, yeah. I don't know if you heard about it. Millions, millions, yeah. like, like well over ten million. Like, right. I couldn't imagine. And for something he's already doing, just to exclusively put it on Spotify, so smart. Yeah, and Spotify is super cool because they still allow him to have like Alex Jones and crazy people on. Yeah. And I think it's important. As soon as you tell somebody they can't talk, it gives them more credibility. He does a good job of like, uh, framing things before, beforehand. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I agree with you. When you tell people they can't talk, they, uh, get more credibility. Like Mm -hmm. that's the issue. Facebook has been facing with like fake news kind of thing is, they can, it's a lose all around. So they can let people post fake news and not do anything. 
and then so that will spread. Yeah. They can fact check it, and then people are like, "Why are they fact checkers? That's ridiculous." Or they can mm-hmm. they can take it down, and when you take it down, I mean that's the one thing that makes it spread the the most. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, very interesting. Yeah, dude. Social media has been at a weird spot since the beginning of pandemic, uh-huh. and anything political is just so stressful. And I, do, I tend to stay out of that stuff. What do you want to do long term? Like, do you, do you want to do anything specifically with this podcast, or do you yeah. just want to grow it to the end? Yeah, I want to keep doing this podcast, but also I think this is going to be supplemental to other content I want to make. When are you doing merch? Oh shoot. So I I'm, I'm definitely going to. The uh, name. I don't know when. Is though. so is there a name or, or like a reason behind the name? So we used it's to call catchy. Yeah, we used to call things slap wet when things were cool. So I'd be like, "Yo, that's so slap wet." <laughs> no like way. me and my boys, it was just I've an inside boy joke, that. you know. And uh I was like, "The slap wet." And I was like, "No, that's not good." It's like that sucks. That's horrible. <laughs> slap wet. The slap wet. I'm like, that that doesn't even make sense. Like that's not even a real sentence. <laughs> and I was like, "The wet slap." I'm like, "Whoa." That kind of sounds like a magazine or a journal. It's, I'm like, it's catchy. Yeah, like, some things that are catchy, you, you can't even explain it. Like I don't know, there's a gaming brand. It's called a hundred thieves. They're like a they're, shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah love they're, shot. like a hoodie org, right? But except they're winning. Um, and like a hundred thieves. I don't know what it is about that name. Love it. Wet slap. Yeah, love it. Same vibe. Same vibe. Yeah, I'm trying to develop a mission statement to go along with just like the business side of things because every mm-hmm. business has a mission statement. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking like the wet slap, like it leaves a mark or something like that. Uh-huh. Like, Wait, uh-huh. that can roll because that makes that complete smart. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, when I originally started to want to make the podcast and I was like going through names and stuff, I thought my emblem was going to be like a butt cheek with a handprint, like a red <laughs> handprint on it. Yeah. Or like a you know a bikini or something yeah wet slap that's so funny you got into like videography for a bit didn't you like YouTube stuff dude I love I could have swore I saw a YouTube yeah. channel with, I like, used to make YouTube. vlogs um or just video content um I used to make gym edits and things like that oh my god yeah I forgot about that mm-hmm. it was never it whenever I posted it I would always have this urge of or i would always have uh these endorphins just pop up and i'm like yo i love doing this it's i watch fun. my stuff like back over over and over, over again over again i saw a tiktok where it's like when i post the instagram story and it showed a girl watching the same or uh-huh. watching the, her own story over and over again all day and i'm like this is me i watch my tiktoks more than anyone else i guarantee it but i learn when i watch my stuff back that there's things i can do better do you watch your yeah. podcast back so when I edit it, I have to listen and watch the entire podcast over. Mm-hmm. I've realized I don't like listening to recent podcasts mm-hmm. for some reason, but old podcasts, now that I'm on, this is episode 29. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm on episode 29, I like to go back to like episode 10 or episode seven oh, yeah? or episode 12. Gotcha. Because I forget about it. I'm uh. like, what did we talk about? I don't even remember. And I go back and it's all new to me. But when I listen to a podcast I just did, I'm like, oh, I could have done this better. Uh, I start see, judging myself. That's what I was or, getting. Do you ever like pick up on stuff like, oh, I should have, I should have told them not to back up when speaking, or, or like, right. uh, like I don't know, like I could have brought this up, or I don't know. Yeah, I think uh, that goes to play. Do you hear something? No, no. I, uh, I, I was just looking to see if I was gonna be the first one at the Polaroid. Sorry. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I'm unapologetically me, and I'm trying to convince myself that. I just, I just don't want to judge myself. Uh-huh. I want to continue to get better and be like, oh, yeah, I could have done that. But I don't want to be like, oh, I should have done that. 
Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a constructive way to do it. Like right. I, I don't ever look at my TikToks and I'm like, God, that was, that was ass. Yeah. Like I suck. Do you ever dislike the TikToks you make sometimes? You're like, oh, I don't like it, but it did good. So I'll leave um, it. There, there are TikToks I feel like mid about. Like there's actually like, uh, I had a TikTok I posted a couple weeks ago. Not, not anything important at all. I literally, it was like a shit post because I wanted to post a second time that day. And it's at like 250,000 views right now. And like, yo, this post sucks. Why is this one the one to blow? Like yeah. I'll put so much work into a video, post it, flop flop like right. uh, like completely tanks i'll post another one like like literally just like a shit post spent like 15 seconds on it blew up it's like Damn. this makes no sense yeah so that's why i'm saying like just being consistent but t- like like i was saying like tiktok like the quality is less important than being consistent youtube it's more important like to High have quality. both yeah. have both really yeah. youtube is hard mm. youtube is hard to be in for sure so well, dude, I feel like I could talk for two more hours with you, uh-huh. but I think I'm gonna have to cut this short because no I don't want to give my editor a three-hour podcast as the first one. I'm but starving. I'm gonna. We're it. gonna do this again. I'm in. Yeah, we'll Stay do this less. again. I already told all my friends I was gonna be on this. And they're like, "Oh my god!" Awesome. Do you have I'm any shout-outs you want to give to any friends? Um, uh, shout out to uh my best chick friend Ratwack. Shout out to uh, Casey Harriman, even though he's probably not gonna watch this. I don't know if you know him at the gym. Um, shout out to Drake and Chase for my work. I know Drake's going to watch this. Dope. Um, and then, uh, shout out to mom. Yeah, sure. Shout out to, uh, Brand's <laughs> mom. No, just kidding. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, shout out to my mom, even though I'm <laughs> definitely not going to tell her about this. Oh, her, her. Uh, so that's really it. Gotcha. And I'll post this on my, my, uh, for sure. uh TikTok and yeah. maybe I'll get plug, a clip out. Yeah. Right now, plug, uh, some of your social um, the only thing I really I care about is my uh my my TikTok. I actually yeah. just rebranded um to saw that at friendly medic friendly medic uh because that's pretty I mean I'm pretty friendly. I'm trying to rebrand while I'm smaller. Um, I I, right. I struggled for a while whether I was gonna do that, but that's really it at friendly medic. And nope. if you want to follow my Instagram off there, that's fine. Yeah. But yeah, you have a great head on your shoulders, bro. It's Thanks. Great, you great too. Conversation. It's actually crazy seeing how much you've grown. So it's Thanks, cool. bro. I know you knew me when I was a little teen. Well, little. you you you've grown like your your self growth is yeah, crazy. I from appreciate that, bro. Yeah, when I first met you. Yeah. So thank you. I nice. feel the same way. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Until next time. Yeah. You we'll too. I'm in.